What's up, everybody? Welcome to Spiritual Side Note. This is Shay and Haley coming at you from our dining room table. You're way far away from Mike. You're like way far. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, Haley's <laughs> drinking some decaf coffee. Mm-hmm. At, at least I hope that's decaf because it it's, <laughs> it it's 8.08 at night. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we are going to be talking about gratitude yet again kind of part two, I guess you'd call it. Um, and Haley just had some things this week. She says she wanted to share. And so I th- we thought it'd be good to do um, kind of a part two from our last podcast. But before, mm-hmm. do you have any thoughts or anything? About what? Like any quote. Sorry, sorry. Any uh, kid <laughs> thoughts, any kid quotes? No, we kid literally quotes. just had this conversation before we no, turned you, it on. Yeah, and you said, asked me, and I couldn't remember, which means you're obviously going to carry us because I couldn't oh, think of no, anything. Oh, no, I wasn't able to think of anything uh, either. Okay. Well, our kids are hilarious. They're but we don't awesome. write enough down. We should write everything down. I did much do better writing down Athelia quotes for a long time. But Hagen, well, Hagen's like just on the cusp, yeah. I feel like, where he's starting to... And he'll do funny things, but I don't always write down those funny things. And so before we turn this on, Shay was like, he did something this morning that was so funny. But we sat here for minutes and couldn't come up with it. Nothing. I'm old. I don't remember what it was. I don't even remember him doing something funny. Wow. Do you even remember you have a son? Who? (laughs) That was fast. Well done. Thank you. Uh, Anyways, so... No quotes from our kids. Well, they don't They don't really talk that much. Okay. <laughs> so, just joking. If you know our daughter, Athelia, she doesn't stop talking. Mm-hmm. Almost literally. Almost. And then Hagen feels the need to, like, stay up to speed sometimes. Like, today, we went to a campus Christmas event, and we took a couple neighbor girls with us. And on our way home, everyone wanted to say something. So Hagen literally <laughs> was going, Mom. Yes, son. Um, <laughs> tractor tip part, silly. He loves the tractor tipping in the Cars movie. But he just like feels the need to be seen and heard, but not all the time. Because mm. Athelia really does do most of the talking. Yep. Yesterday, I was dropping one of our friend's kids off back to them. And I was baffled at how quiet the car was. Like, I felt like I needed to create conversation with this two-year-old. I <laughs> 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 was so quiet. It was crazy. That's hilarious. Anyways. To be clear, not our child. You were yeah, dropping, I was dropping off, off someone else's kid. That we were kid and yeah. it was so quiet in the car. It's hilarious. Just me and him. Anyway. Um, Also, I wish that this was a vlog right now so people could see you in your sweater (laughs) with a blanket wrapped around you when it's 70 degrees in this apartment. It it feels colder than that. (laughs) As you're drinking hot coffee. I'm freezing and I'm I'm baffled. Any, well, most of the people who listen to us are from Michigan. I I think they still listen to us. (laughs) You guys are probably like, you babies, like. My body acclimated way too quickly to this place where it's oh, like 50 degrees and I'm like, I'm freezing. That's funny. So I was actually in the office last week and I was wearing a t-shirt. Now, granted, I had to go move stuff 
um, out of like out of a shipping container. So I knew I was going to get sweaty and get warm. So um, had I not, I probably would have had a light jacket on. But I walk out and somebody who's inside in the offices is wearing a sweater with a puffer coat on top of it and wool socks. Is this Keon or Jerio? N- no, no, no. This is at uh, M01. This is the so Lake Forest. It's Colton. Yeah, it's Colton. <laughs> I um, knew it. <laughs> yeah. And I said something to him, and he goes, you know what I hate? I hate um, people who are hired from out of state who come here and only wear T-shirts <laughs> in the wintertime. <laughs> so, but I told him, by next year, I'll be acclimated and a baby as well. But I have one winter. I have one winter where I'll look like a, a beast. So. Yeah. I think Athelia will forever be that way. That's true. Well, not forever. I grew out of it, but I was that way when I was her age. Yeah. This girl literally, I have to like force her to wear leggings or a jacket or something. Like she would wear her swimsuit everywhere. She's just so funny. Yeah. All right. So we're grateful for our family. We are. We're grateful for the heat that keeps you lukewarm that you can then get all the way warm with a blanket. Yep. Yeah. I'm so grateful. Awesome. All right. Well, tonight, gratitude. Take us away. What are your thoughts? Follow-up thoughts. Um, So the reason I wanted to do a part two to this, um, this is going to be like one long reason. So maybe that's like five reasons in this one reason. But I'm actually just going to start by like telling a a story because I think it's going to help set up why at least for me, why it was important that uh, gratitude hit me so hard mm. two days ago. Um, or, okay, so rewind to, this is probably like May of this year, 2022. Is that where we are yep. right now? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Still 22. I almost yeah. said 21. That felt really weird. Oh, wow. Yeah. Don't put us back there. May 21. May 2022. No, May 21 was pretty good. We got to go to Mexico for our 10-year anniversary. That was yeah. a good month. That was a good that month. That was. That okay. was really nice. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, grateful for that. Um. So I started praying very specific prayers in May that were laid on my heart. Um. Other specific prayers started in March when we felt released from Michigan, and I felt like the Holy Spirit literally told me, "I'm taking you to Orange County to Saddleback." Um. But that was it almost felt different than these prayers I was praying. Like that felt like God told me, this is what's going to happen. Now watch me do it. And I would just pray big prayers within that, like praying that our house would sell for a very specific amount, but knowing like God was taking us somewhere. These prayers that I was praying feel more like the, okay, the difference being, I feel like I knew where we were going, but I didn't know how God was going to get us there. So praying very specifically for each step. This kind of prayer that I've been in feels like I have no idea what's ahead, but God cares about our character and his heart. I I want to be my heart. So asking him for months and months and months to transform my heart and my mind. Um, and more, Sorry, this is the May prayers that you started? The, the this ones? is in general. Like I've been praying oh, okay. that he Sorry. would transform my heart and mind. Yeah. So in May, I very specifically just started praying for things within the next year Hmm. that, um, I would have a certain kind of work that would be like speaking somewhere a certain number of times a year. So God would provide my salary, which felt kind of crazy to pray for. It looked like having joy, like true joy and contentment and peace. And I, I wanted laughter in our home. Like I really struggle 
or have struggled since high school with depression. So I was praying for like a, a miraculous, like saving from that. Um, I was praying for eating disordered mindsets and food fixation to be removed from me for perfectionism and control to not control me anymore. Um, so I was just praying very specific things really about my character aside from the one like peaching, peaching <laughs> that's <laughs> preaching and teaching together, preaching and teaching the gospel in whatever way God might, might have for me. Um, so that being said, I started praying those prayers, um, in May, and then on our way out here, moving here in July to Orange County, I was adding some things to that that were just on my heart as we were moving. Because within like those, I don't know, last two to three months in Michigan, I could just tell this like anxiousness uh, that came with transition and change, like a lack of control where I started coping in other ways that I really just like, I wanted to chop down. Like I didn't want that as a part of the fruit of my life. So I added these very specific prayers. Um, okay, so that being said, I don't pray these prayers like every day or anything, mm-hmm. but like as they're in my heart, as they pop up in my head, like I lay them before the Lord. And as soon as we landed in Orange County, like for the first four weeks we were here, like all of the messages at Saddleback were on like faith mm-hmm. and deep faith and where and trust in who God is. And I felt like God within that, really specifically the first two weeks we were here. Mm-hmm was just like, do you see what I've done? I said I would get you here and watch me do it, and I did it. Do you see what I've done? Now trust me. Mm. And he was taking my faith deeper, and I still have no idea what I'm actually praying for, um, but but he has something that I'm supposed to be like praying for and surrendering, okay? So that being said, that was then the beginning of August, um, and now we're at the be- mid-December. We're almost at Christmas. Um, and we met with someone this last Monday, who just, his name is Sam, like just continually talked about God's voice, like listening for his voice and specifically looking for God's voice in the word. And I walked away from that conversation like, God, why don't I look for you to specifically talk to me in your word? Mm. Like I'll ask him what it is he wants to say to me Mm -hmm. or I'll for months, probably since May, I've asked him, I'll just sit with my Bible and I'll ask him to put in front of me what he wants me to read. And again and again and again and again for months, he has put me in Isaiah and Psalms, the same chapters. Mm. Like there's a handful of each in each of these books that I keep landing in. And I feel like it could be easy to say like, well, you open your Bible all the time there. So that's why it's falling open there. But I genuinely believe God is taking me to these spaces because of prayers I'm praying and he's trying to talk to me. Like he's brought up again and again and again that he's the one that creates life. He's the one that takes it away. Like don't put your hope in riches because moving to Orange County was really hard. Like Mm. we sold our house for so much money, like more than it should have been sold for in Michigan. But that almost looks like nothing when you move to a place like Orange County. And then you're like, what do we do with this? Like almost trying to go back to this operating and like control Mm. or like, wow, we do have so much, like we can just buy whatever we want to right now, instead of like thinking about what it is God wants us to do with this money. So he brought up again and again, like not putting my hope in riches or, um, that beauty fades, like the life of a man is a breath. It is here today and gone tomorrow. Like it's just gone. So I feel like he was just beginning to stir in me, like the simpleness and the shortness of life and what really matters. 
because around me started to explode like these discontentments of like, I don't look that way. I don't have that thing. Um, and the coping mechanisms that I would use to like fill those voids with like, whether it's food fixation or buying things or whatever. And it was leaving me empty. And I could have told you it was leaving me empty, but just like the, almost the knee jerk reaction. You don't even know you're doing it, but you're doing it. And you get to a place where you're like, I, I don't want to be doing this anymore. Like, I, I don't know why, but I don't like who I am right now. Or like, why don't I love who I am right now? Why am I comparing myself to everyone around me? Like why I know I'm supposed to be home with the kids. Why do I feel discontent with that? Why am I looking for another purpose when this is what God has told me to do? Like, I know that I know that I know he told me to do this. I almost felt crazy trying to press against what the world around me says, even the church world around you says, like what you should be involved in, what you should be doing with these gifts and abilities or whatever, when all that really matters is what God says. Um, but I, I was having a really hard time just accepting like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Cause I felt really small. Hmm. Like if I'm quote, just raising my kids, then am I not using what God wants for me? And I was really battling, like fearing that I was missing what it is he has. Hmm. Um, and he's just been so gracious to put, it's not random people, like I, it's people I've met with, but they've, these random moments when people have spoken exactly into, like God saying to me, like, I have you exactly where I want you. Mm. Like, don't be striving, like be still. So all of these things are swirling around me. And in the midst of this, I'm still praying for joy and contentment and peace. Honestly, kind of forgetting that those character qualities were a portion of what I was praying for within the next mm. year. Yeah. Um, and I brought to our life group, like praying for miraculous healing from depression and eating disordered stuff. Cause I just don't want to struggle with it anymore. Like mm. it's okay that I'm a human, but those two things specifically felt more spiritual than they did. Like, Oh, that's a thorn in my side. Mm. Like I end up in those places because of choices I'm making mentally and spiritually and emotionally but I couldn't exactly tell you what those choices were. I just knew I'd end up feeling really sad and worthless and hopeless. And then I would want to like try to fix things by eating too much or then like running too much, whatever it might be. And I've struggled with that far less over the last few months than I did for years prior, but it was still like popping up here and there. And I just hated it, hated it so much. So I was like bringing people into these spaces to like be praying with and for me. Then we met with Sam this week. And then I was like, okay, God, like, we met with him Monday night. Tuesday during the day, God brought up these prayers. I was like, are these, God, are these the prayers you still even want me praying? Like, I kind of forgot specifically praying these certain things, like character-wise. Like, are you wanting me to pray about preaching? and te Like, what do you want? And I just kind of, like, left that there. And that night, I was sitting in bed by myself. And, like, I was like, okay, God, show me where you want me to be. And I opened to, I think it was, like, Isaiah 25. Um, and there, <laughs> there surrounding that was like, or maybe it was 23 because surrounding it is all these curses against these cities. And I was like, okay, Lord, <laughs> like, what are you wanting to say to me? So I just started reading and there was a one line in these three chapters that I felt like the Holy Spirit literally highlighted that said, and thus says the Lord within the year. And then it said, Kadar will lose its glory. And I felt like that wasn't what he was speaking to me. He was literally telling me within the year. I was like, okay, I, something's going to happen within the year. I need to trust you within this year. Like, I don't really know what that means, but I hear you. Like, I feel like that is what you're trying to say to me. Forgetting 
that I brought up these prayers, like at all. The following morning, I opened my Bible again and it landed in Isaiah, but to the same chapters that God's been pulling up for months. And then I opened up like to Psalms, like it it just fell open to Psalms to these same chapters, like seven chapters that God keeps bringing up. And in specifically in the Psalms, it literally was like with Thanksgiving, an attitude of Thanksgiving, a sacrifice of Thanksgiving. I actually wrote some of these down. Um, I'll just read you a portion of like what I wrote in my journal. Um, As he's speaking to my heart again and again and again, God opens the word to the same few chapters in Isaiah and Psalms. He's highlighting his love and calling, waiting for him and Thanksgiving. He's highlighting a cry for a clean heart because that's been my my cry, like transform my heart and begging him to literally change my mind Hmm. because I think the way I think and I don't even know the way I think sometimes. It just happens so naturally. Asking him to supernaturally intercede in my mind. And Psalm 51 is where I keep falling open to most often that talks about creating me a clean heart, O God. Return to me the joy of your salvation. Open my mouth and I will praise you. And um, that God like made us in the womb and there he speaks wisdom in our hearts. Like it just had all these key pieces. Okay. So again and again, he continues to point out who he is and he is the one who created everything, who fulfills his purposes Like every chapter in Isaiah and Psalms, he takes me to, says these things. He points out how short life is and how the things I attain do not matter because they don't last. He is my treasure. And then I said, check this out. This is in Isaiah 25, verses 3 to 4. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed or fixed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. He whose mind is fixed on God will have perfect peace. I've been praying for peace. Mm. Perfect peace. If my mind is fixed on who God is, well, how do I fix my mind on God? Like my mind like bounces all over things like a ping pong ball, like back and forth and off the table, like all over the place. And then this is Isaiah 25, 9. It will be said on that day, behold, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Listen to me in silence, O coastlands. Let the peoples renew their strength. Isaiah 41.1. I felt like God was pointing out the strength part there. Mm. Like he renews my strength as I wait for and listen to him. Isaiah 41.4. Who has performed and done this? Calling the generations from the beginning. I, the Lord, the first, and with the last, I am he. Oh, this is one of the ones I love. But you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the offspring of Abraham, my friend, you whom I took from the ends of the earth and called from its farthest corner, saying to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you, and I don't cast you off. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, which I think dis dismayal just being dismayed is like the opposite of joy Hmm. um so that stands out to me too for i'm your god i will strengthen you i will help you i will uphold you with my righteous right hand that's isaiah 41 8 to 9 so there was just more and more and more of these that i kept like writing down that literally talked about do not fear i'm with you i made you do not fear wait for me listen to me like okay god I'm, i'm waiting for you or i want to wait for you but i don't like waiting 
like, how do I wait for you? Like, how do I wait well? And not in anxiety, like, am I, am I missing it? Am I, am I waiting well? Like, listening to God's voice is so key, but also the action of thanksgiving. And in Psalms, like, it literally, like, I just started circling things. I literally kept saying, like, um, let me just, this one said, be still and know that I am God. That's Psalm 46. Um, oh, offer to God a, th- a sacrifice of thanksgiving and perform your vows to the Most High. And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you. You shall glorify me. Psalm fifty fourteen, And then Psalm fifty twenty three. The one who offers thanksgiving as his sacrifice glorifies me. Um, Psalm 51 highlighted wanting a clean heart, a broken and a contrite heart is a sacrifice that God wants, which has to do with like humility and like this dependency on him, returning to us the joy of his salvation, opening our mouths so we can praise him. And then Psalm 52, I will thank you forever. Thank you forever because you have done it. I will wait for your name for it is good. Oh, that salvation from Israel would come out of Zion when God restores the fortunes of his people. Let Jacob rejoice. Rejoice is what I had circled there. That's Psalm 53, 6. And literally, I just have so many of these that keep going. Like, I put my trust in you. In God whose word I praise. In God I trust. In God whose word I praise. Like, praise and thanksgiving came up again and again. And again, I started highlighting them and circling them. And that was just in, like, seven chapters. And I felt like God said, like, that is it. Mm-hmm. Within the year, if you're wanting these things within the year, specifically the character qualities, you have to live in Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't just an option. Yeah. Like, it is. He's given us free will. But it's not an option. It is foundational to fixing our mind on who God is, to choosing joy, because joy is not based on circumstance. It's based on who God is and who he has made us to be and I've wanted contentment but like it's like I just expect like oh oh, there's contentment like I feel content but I have to choose thanksgiving for who he's made me to be how he's made me to look the places he's put me in the neighbors he's put around me because when I am acting in anxiety of like what could be that is not thanksgiving that's anxiety and it, so this, the last like two days as I've been looking at like Thanksgiving is literally the crux to changing our entire lives and not within our own power. Like I'm a very complaining human in my own power, but truly like it changes your mind mm-hmm. and the changing of your mind renews your heart, like Thanksgiving for everything. And then when you think about the New Testament, when it says that we do not be anxious about anything but in everything with prayer and petition with thanksgiving bring your request before god and the peace that surpasses all understanding will be ours in christ jesus like literally the the antithesis of anxiety is choosing thanksgiving and trust like Hmm. coming to god with trust that he's got this but also thanksgiving that he he is who he is And if nothing else, at the end of the day, I can find many things to be thankful for. But I think depression and anxiety and fear are so high because we're having such a hard time choosing things to be grateful for because we think it's a feeling. Yeah. Because I might not always feel grateful that my kid is screaming at me right now. But like, God, thank you that my daughter is alive to be screaming at me right now. It just shifts your perspective. It literally, I feel degrees lighter over the last two days because I'm just choosing gratitude. Now, that doesn't mean that the the frustration has gone away of me feeling 
like annoyed at the thousand times she says mom. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Because <clears throat> by the end of tonight I was like, oh Sorry, my gosh. Uh, speaking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> but really like it, this is going to be forever in our lives, yeah. practicing Thanksgiving. But I think it's why some people are so trapped where they are mm-hmm. who know Jesus and have the hope of the world. They are not actually practicing a life of Thanksgiving and gratitude. Or as Lily said yesterday, I was like, oh, I haven't heard that in so long. The attitude of gratitude. Yeah. It sounds so silly, but it is actually like pinnacally life-changing. Mm-hmm. Gratitude is not just important because gives glory and praise to God. Like it does that, but it literally reorients our like position before him. It humbles us because it realizes it gives us the realization. He has given us everything. The very breath that we breathe. Life is short. It doesn't matter what I have. It really doesn't. But what I am given, I can be grateful for. Mm -hmm. And when I choose to be grateful, then I'm not wanting all these other things. And like, don't get me wrong, there are temptations, right? But literally, even in the last couple of days, those temptations, I'm literally, literally able to slay with a gratitude. Like, mm-hmm. no, God, thank you for what you've given me. Show me how to, show me how to be grateful. Stop my mind and show me how to be grateful. Like, give me something to be grateful for. Like, I literally was walking through every part of my body, like thanking God for it because it's so easy to compare or to be frustrated about something. But that space literally like blocks out the enemy's lies in so many ways and allows the light of truth of who Jesus is and what he's done and who our God is to just like explode internally. And it starts to shift the way you do everything. And like there is the fullness of life and who Jesus is. But thanksgiving and praise and rejoicing and gratitude are blowing my mind. Mm-hmm. And maybe people who figured this out years ago are like, yeah, it took you that long. <laughs> but like I I sat in the car yesterday, like this is the beginning of changing the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. But also the waiting portion, the within the year, God is like highlighting like this is going to take time. Yeah. And it's going to happen. And I will help you choose it. But it's going to take time because I like things to be like, Hey, figured it out. We're good. Snappy fast. Snappy fast. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like in the past, specifically when I struggled with eating disorders, like I would choose the fastest, hardest thing Mm. that I could get the most out of or the fastest diet to like do something Mm. when like that's not sustainable and it doesn't change your mind or your body for better. Like it literally just starts a cycle of, I don't know, repetitious dangerous things like inside of me that that starts to kill who I am or kill what's important like I am literally blown away by how important thankfulness is so last week when you talked about like having a thankful journal like do that do it all day maybe not your actual journal but literally all day in spaces where it's quiet like be listening for God's voice but offer gratitude like it is a it's a praise back to him when, when you have time in the car, like, just start thanking him for all sorts of things. Like, literally out loud, I'm trying to... This was really sweet. Yesterday, I had to take the kids somewhere. I don't even remember where. And it was hard to find a parking space. And then we found one, and I just said, thank you, Jesus. And Hagen in the back was like, thank you, Jesus. It's <laughs> like, he's literally hearing me. Yeah. And not just, like, verbally, but our kids will mirror the way we live our lives. Yeah. Like, I want to instill gratitude in them and contentment and peace and hope and joy. And I realize when I'm acting grateful, too, I'm not so apt to get so irritated so fast. 
do not get me wrong. I'm still super imperfect and I get irritated with my children, but I was so snappy and like angry because I wasn't grateful. I just felt so sad and so comparative. And so like, am I missing it? And like, this is hard versus like, God, I'm so tired, but thank you for being my strength and that you've given me a daughter to play with today. Even if I don't want to imagine anymore, or I don't want to do dress up dolls anymore, like change my heart. Like, it's just, I can't wait to see what God is going to do in the totality of the rest of my life with this place, like starting here, watering the soil with gratitude and thanksgiving. Um, Yeah, it just has been blowing my mind. And that God was just so directly speaking to me from his word. Like, and he has been. He's been showing me these places again and again Mm. and again. Yeah. Like, it sounds so cheesy or almost like, yeah, that can't be it. But it, it is, you know, those people you meet, you're like, wow, they have something I want. Like that kind of joy, no matter what is happening in life or that kind of like peace. It's because they have gratitude, like genuine, deep gratitude. Like, wow. I just, yeah, I feel like ridiculously blown away at how simple that is and how much I've missed it in my life. Because I've chosen complaining. But God says to do everything without complaining and arguing. So replace that with thanksgiving and praise. Mm-hmm. Like, truly. And it, you will start to feel grateful, even if you don't feel it. You're not lying when you're saying thank you. You're yeah. choosing gratitude. Yeah. Even if you don't feel thankful. Yeah. And you will start to feel thankful. It might take some time. And you might not feel thankful for everything you say thank you for the rest of your life. But it's a choice to act in gratitude. Mm-hmm. <sighs> You're really going to like my message tomorrow to the students. Is it on gratitude? And it's not on gratitude. It's the finishing up the joy series. But it's almost exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I would say the one of the key differences, though, that I talk about or I'm going to talk about tomorrow is the fact that joy is a fruit of the spirit and we see in romans 15 where it talks about may the god of all hope fill you with joy oh, yeah, yeah and but then it says through the power of the holy spirit mm-hmm. and the idea that joy being a fruit of the spirit is not something you can you actually can't choose to be mm-hmm. full of joy but what you can choose is to remain connected to the vine as jesus talks about in john mm-hmm. 15 and then you will produce fruit but you don't produce fruit because you chose to to produce fruit, you produce fruit because you chose to stay connected with Jesus and the mm-hmm. power of the Holy Spirit then works through you as the branch, um, the source of life works through you that produces fruit mm-hmm. in your life. So that's the choice. And then I also talked about kind of what you're saying was like, you have to replace your thoughts. Um, same thing. Like if we got a new bed, we wouldn't be able to fit two bed frames and two beds in our room. It's not mm-hmm. that big. Maybe, maybe your house is that big and your bedroom is that big. Cool for you. But, um, we'd have to replace it. Um, and a lot of times we just want joy and hope and, um, those things, contentment to magically just happen mm-hmm. in our lives. But we have, we only have so much brain space. Yeah. We have to replace it with we have to replace the grumbling, the complaining, mm-hmm. the discontentment, the comparison. We have to replace those things with joy. So there is the choice to stop grumbling and complaining mm-hmm. to make room for the Holy Spirit to produce those things in us. But anyways. Well, and I think I've, we, we have talked about this in a podcast a few episodes ago, maybe several episodes ago now, that 
it's literally a neural pathway in your brain. Yeah. And the more you travel it, mm-hmm. the easier it is to travel there. Yeah, your brain remembers that pathway. Yeah. Right? yeah. So therefore replacing discontentment with contentment or Thanksgiving or replacing like grumbling with mm-hmm. praise or gratitude or replacing something else with this thing. Like you, it will be hard at first and you're not going to do it super great, but the Holy Spirit will give you the power to do it and will remind you. Like you might catch yourself mid thought like, oh yeah. So then instead of beating yourself up, like choose the new thought. And the more you choose those new thoughts, the easier it will become. Um, I met with an incredible woman a couple weeks ago and she, her story is so hard, but she is so full of joy. Wasn't that so, last weekend? Just a week ago, wasn't it? I don't know. I think it was just a week ago. Feels like a long time ago. <laughs> when I met with her. No, she was talking about how people look at their glasses either as half full or mm. half empty. And she was saying, in my life, I've mostly looked at my glasses half full. There are lots of people who look at their glass half empty. But she said, but I met a woman who told me her glass is always full and overflowing. Mm. And like, yeah, it is. Like God says that he will do that. Like fill my cup to overflowing. Like, yeah. He is the fullness, and then he's the overflow. Because we have him, our cup is full, and out of that, it just overflows. And how this lady said, like, if you, like, laid each of these glasses on the table and you looked from the top down, you don't know which one's half full, Mm. which one's half empty, which one's full. Like, you're technically okay against the glass. Your eyes could tell. I get it. Like, every analogy breaks down. But really, they all will, quote, look the same. They're Mm. all just full. Like of water but we take them and we make them into something and i think specifically of people looking at the glass half empty kind of Mm -hmm. mentality that like you your life may have been really hard not discounting that but we can choose how we're viewing life yeah the perspective yeah and that doesn't bury the things that have happened but i think it helps us to actually walk with joy in the midst of hardship Mm -hmm. or to walk with peace in the midst of trial Like creating new pathways doesn't mean the hard stuff will go away. It just means the way you think about them and through them will change. Mm -hmm. And it will become easier to think that way. But anyway, it's just, I, my mind literally felt like, how have I not seen this? Literally half of these passages were already underlined anyway, but God just so graciously like, (laughs) like it's Thanksgiving, Haley, a sacrifice of Thanksgiving an offering of Thanksgiving. I will perform my vows to the Lord. Like, I just have to offer praise, Hmm. not a specific role or paycheck or, I don't know, number of speaking engagements or a certain school or a certain team or grades or whatever it is. Like, I just offer my heart and Thanksgiving and like, wow. (sighs) Yeah. So that, that was part two as it just hit, it hit home. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yep. For sharing. Thanks for listening. Little sticky notes. Sticky notes. Well, thanks, everybody. Um, we truly hope you guys have a, a great Christmas and New Year's. Um, Christmas is my favorite holiday. I love Christmas and celebrating the birth of Jesus. I know, I know. You know, it's, it's the, about Easter and the resurrection, but you can't have that without the birth and yada, yada, yada. Anyways, Chris is my favorite. I love it. I have so. no idea what just happened. I love you so much. Have you ever heard people who talk about like, well, Christmas doesn't matter without the death and resurrection, so it's all about Easter. Easter's the best. 
Have you, you I mean, I've heard yeah. something-ish like it. I wouldn't I have been able to tell you that people like say that. Gotcha. Yeah. Anywho, love Christmas. So excited for Christmas. I hope your Christmas is great. I know for a lot of people, it brings up a lot of hurt and difficulty. So um, I hope that there is still peace from the Prince of Peace as you press in this season. So keep your mind fixed on God. He will bring perfect peace. Mm-hmm. So practice gratitude, even in even in the hard stuff. Like, what yeah. can you be grateful for? Breath in your lungs, the tea in your cup. The kids that you get to play with, the the air outside, like there are things to be grateful for. Yeah. So anyway, we love you guys. We love people. So even if we don't know you, you're loved. That's it. Awesome. Well thanks everybody. And we'll talk to you soon. Merry Christmas. <laughs>